our Aitura members as well. Uh, Rabotai, it's Wednesday. At that uh, time, Be'erich, where we uh, we take a chapter of Tehillim and try to make some some sense of it. These Shi'urim are studied the Ailu Nishmat, the Tzadeket Le'ah, Lili Bat Virginia. This is Lili Maddeb Aleha Shalom, project uh, of her son, Dr. Rafi Maddeb, Shmele Wa'el, that has dedicated uh, this series in memory of his mother. So uh, we're going to go back to the order where we left off. We're going to go to chapter here, 25. Uh, chapter 25 should be familiar to anybody that prays tefillat, shaharit, and minha every day. If you'll notice, right after the Amidah, we say vidui, and then we read chapter Chafhe 25, it's the chapter of Le David Elecha Hashem Nafshi Esa. Uh, the chapter is very unique. The Radak points out that it's the first chapter in Tehillim, it's not the only one, but it's the first that is written in the sequence of Aleph Bet. Uh, if you look at the Pesukim, for example, you'll see. Uh, right after the first pasuk, it starts with Elohai. And the next pasuk is Gimal. Well, I see already you have a question. <laughs> we skipped already the letter bit, so some sequence. But besides that, the next pasuk starts off with Dalit, and then the next pasuk starts with the Hadrikheni uh, the next pasuk starts with a zayin. So actually, you're missing a vav as well. So the the bet is missing in this sequence, and the vav is missing. But the next pasuk continues the order: hatot ne'urai, which is het, and you have tet, and you have yud. Kolar hot Hashem So more or less, it follows the sequence of the alphabet. Lema is lamed ish. Nafsho betov talin is nun sod Hashem is samech. Then you have ayin and I tamidet Hashem. Pene elai. That's pasuk tezayin. It's a pe. Then you have a tzadi. And then you go to pasuk yudchet. After tzadi, it skips kof. It goes to resh. Re onyi va'amali. So you're missing basically. And then just continue for a second. For some reason, you have two reshes over here. You have re onyi va'amali and then re oibai kirabu. So two reshes, then you go continue shomran nafshi, which is shin, and then you end off with tomba yoshidi seruni. You end up with taf. There's one more pasuk. We'll have to see what that's doing there. But basically, the sequence of this chapter is aleph bet, skipping the letters bet, vav, and kof, doubling the ot resh. Uh, the radak. If you have your your mikrot uh, in front of you. He says, "Zeh mizmor neemar be'alef bet, ve'yesh acherim ba'sefer kamohu." It's not the only one. There's other mizmorim that follow that same sequence. Ve'yesh ot berosh kol pasuk. Ve'yesh be'pasuk yehad shte otiyot. Ve'lo noda etzlenu mitema be'elu yot be'ba'acherim. We don't know why some some are double. 
some are missing. Ela imkenis damenlo befiruah hakodesh. Obviously, it's ruah hakodesh. Obviously, that's the deep reason for this. So he says, "Ve'yira'es shekol mizmor shne'emar be'alef bet lefi godlo." Aha. So he says, "There's a rule. Any mizmor and tehillim that's written in the alef bet sequence that indicates its godlo, its value." Kanereh, the Torah also has twenty-two letters of the Hebrew alphabet. I want certain explanation. Any mizmor that was important, David wanted the reader to be able to remember it ba'al peh. So he wrote it in the sequence of alef bet. So it'll be easy to remember the Pesukim. You know, Aleph and then Bet and Gimel. We're assuming you know the alphabet, so therefore you could, you could contemplate what the next Pasuk is going to be. But anyway, this already indicates to us important Pasuk. Uh, he then says that Adak v'hine en bo bet berosh Pasuk velo vav velo kuf. So he makes that uh, uh, point. Uh, I saw brought down from the Mekubalim, I think it's from Rabbi Yaakov Abu Hasera, in his uh, Tehillim, he explains uh, what this chapter, what its value is, and through it he explains the missing letters Bet, Vav, and Kof. Uh, we need to read his uh, Haktama uh, again. A very, very amazing chapter. So I'm reading from the Sefer, Penine Abir Yaakov. Uh, this chapter is part of the Tefillah. It's called Nefilat Apayim. Uh, in the olden days, some today, some of the Ashkenazim also, when they read this chapter in the Tefillah, they take their arm and they put their head on it and they, they go down. They read it in a uh, in a position where their uh, face is falling on the hand. That's called the filata Uh The Arizal tells us that during this uh, piece of the tefillah, which comes after the Amidah, the purpose is to accept upon oneself that he's willing to give his life up for Kadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, little Hagdama. We know that there is Nitzotzot um, of Kedushah. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, he created it with sparks of Kedushah. As a result of the Chetad of Adam Marishon, these sparks of Kedushah scattered all over the world. It's our job over the next 6,000 years to retrieve these sparks of Kedushah and bring them back, and the Tikkun will be made. The Zorah Kadosh tells us there's actually 288 Nitzotzot. They call them the Napach Nitzotzot. They learned that from the Pasuk in the beginning of Bereshit, Viruach Elohim Merachefet. Merachefet is Otiot Rapach Met. That we lost the Rapach, the 288, and the way we retrieve them is through Mitzvot, Tefillah, Talmud Torah, that's the, the goal. Basically, we're on one big scavenger hunt over here, trying to go around and collect the Nitzotzo. And as we get closer to the end of Mashiach, Bezat Hashem, the Tikkun is going to be made, uh, uh, you know, ultimately. One of the ways that we retrieve these Nitzotzo is through what's called Mesidut Nefesh. Uh, 
what does it mean, Mesirut uh, Nefesh? Mesirut Nefesh means self-sacrifice. Literally giving your life up for Kadosh Baruch Hu. Mesirut Nefesh has a tremendous uh, kawah that when we return our life back to Kadosh Baruch Hu, with it, a lot of the nitzotzot that are on the dark side, or you want to call them, they're in the Satra Hara, or the Kilipot, or wherever they are, they're obviously being held in captivity, they're released. So the Sadiqim, the Moser Nefesh, it does a great tikkun for the ultimate, uh, you know, redemption. Because through the Mesir Nefesh of the Sadiq, he releases, it creates such an energy, it like, uh, it forces the Nitzotot to be released. Um, we have to assume, and I don't assume it, we say it, you know, obvious that uh, in the in the Mesirut Nefesh of the the six million Kedoshim in Horban Europa and the destruction of European Jewry, there was tremendous Mesirut Nefesh over there. We can only imagine how much uh, they accomplished, which means we shouldn't think, oh, that their death was in, you know, in vain of some sort. No, they ultimately made a tikkun with retrieving these nitzotzot back to their, their place. But the Arizal, and by the way, that's not exclusive. Throughout the Mesut Nefesh of every generation of Klai Yisrael, they have uh, participated in this great uh, national uh, service of returning nitzotzot back to their place and ultimately bringing us a step closer to the, to the Geulah, Atidah. <coughs> A lot of nitzotzot that are in the uh, kilipot, we call them, we're responsible because of our sins. So therefore, it's our responsibility to, to retrieve them. Uh, and certain uh, averot need tremendous tikkunim to fix them and to retrieve nitzotzot. And Arizal says certain averot, especially uh, the averot that uh, are connected to immorality, uh, connected to Hasbe uh, Shalom, um, uh, lack of Tzini'ut, uh, the Averot, uh, compromise the Kedushah of the Brit Milah, and things like that. So those Averot uh, are severe Averot. Uh, we don't minimize them at all, the Kedushah Tabrit. And as a result of Averot in that realm, Darizal says, they can only be rectified through death itself, which is an incredible, incredible concept. Only death itself. Teshuvah, yes, but it needs mitah. So that's quite frightening because if a person really wants to make the tikkun of Kedushah, so Amdarizal telling you it needs mitah, it needs death. But then he reveals to us one of the greatest secrets. I don't know why we don't speak about it. Often enough, I don't know why people don't publicize it, but it's really a, a, a key. And he talks about virtual mesirut nefesh. Virtual mesirut nefesh means that a person is able to, uh, in his mind, visualize that he's sacrificing his life for God. Uh, he, ha- he has imagery, you know, he imagines himself, you know, receiving sikila, stoning. And he's pictures himself on the building, and they push him off, and they're stoning him, and he feels the stones hitting him, and he's falling to the ground, or he images the ish, the fire, you know, they're drinking the hot uh, lead, 
I know these things sound a little uh, gory and dramatic, but this is Mesirut Nefesh, where you're able to uh, have the Mesirut Nefesh and live to tell the story, because it's only in your mind. But images that we have in our mind, that Izzel holds, create a reality. And therefore, a person can make a Mesirut Nefesh, in virtual, in his mind, and that can be mechaper for the averot that um, that a person did that need uh, a tikkun of mita. You know, when a person compromises the brit milah, it's a form of mita because from the brit milah comes life. That's the source of life. And when a person uh, abuses that uh, uh, organ, so therefore he's abusing life itself. So therefore, mida keneged mida. You abuse life, so therefore it costs cost life. But Arizal said it can be done through Mesirut Nefesh. And one of the main places in the Tefillah where we go through this exercise is in Le David, which the chapter actually says, Elecha Hashem, to you God, Nafshi Esa, I will give you my Nefesh. I give you my uh, soul. You're not giving anything because you're alive. The point is, you're having this kavana in your mind. You know, in the, in the synagogue, besides this Tehillim project, we started uh, a few months ago learning the sefer called Yesod Veshod Avodah. Some of you want to go online to Aitorah. I think we did about, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 shi'urim already. It's a really an incredible, incredible book. It's a, it's a life changer. You know, some books you read, they make an impact on you temporarily. Yesod Veshod Avodah, the way that Sadiq wrote it, Rabbi Ziskind, it, it, it gets into your guts, into your bloodstream, and it really changes your life, and the way you behave. Anyway, he has a piece here on Nefilat Apayim, on this chapter. And he says, Take a fahara vidui, after we make vidui in the tefillah, which means we say anna, then we say the 13 midot of Rahamim, and then we sit. Now, this chapter uh, primarily has to be said in prayer when you're sitting. V'ikad nefilat apayim apizora kadosh, that's the main kavana, mesirut nefesh. And that's the kavana you have to have in your mind. When you say, And the Zora Kadosh writes, After a person prays the Amidah, And he confesses his sins, from here on in, now he has to show how much he loves Hashem, is willing to sacrifice for Hashem. That's why he says, David, Elecha Hashem nafshi esa. Elecha means for you. Ba'avurecha. Nafshi esa, I will be more my nefesh to you. Mir'uta deliba yashve garme lekutcha berichu. Demsal le nafshe berichimu. And Hashem considers it And that makes a tremendous tikkun for Averot. So Rabbi Yaakov Abu Hasera writes, Hines sod nefilata paim, Ugdulata umaalata en ketz. There's no, no limit to the impact that this chapter has. So he writes, Uh, 
לזה, uh, he says, when one reads this chapter with kavana, and he knows exactly that he's giving his life up virtually to God, Okay. <laughs> so everybody always wants to know. So one of the members asked me, Rabbi, uh, before each chapter, could you tell us the sigula of each chapter, you know, what each chapter, you know, uh, is good for? All right, well, this one is, whoever's interested in getting saved from Gehinam, if that's on your, uh, you know, things to-do list, to get saved from Gehinam, so then chapter Chavheh uh, can accomplish that. So he says... If you take the word Gehinam, Gimal, uh, let's do it ourselves here. Gimal, the way he's spelling it, Gimal Yud He Nun Mem. Let's see, how much is Gimal Yud? Gimal Yud is 13. And then He is 5, so that's 18. And then you have a Nun. So uh, 18 and 50 is 68. And then you have Mem. So that's 108. Okay, I know that number doesn't mean anything to you, 108. But the Yaakov Bahsera says that if, remember, we learned in the introduction to this chapter, it's written in the sequence of Aleph Bet. However, there's three letters we said that are missing from the sequence the letter Bet, which is two, the letter Vav, which is six and the letter Kof, which is 100, which equals 108, which is Gematria Gehinam, which means it's missing Gehinam. It's missing the Gematria of Gehinam to say that if one reads the chapter with Kavana, he's Hased, the Bet, the Vav, and the, and the Kof. Uh, he then says that you do find in the chapter um, Gimel Otiyot Kefulot. There's three letters in this chapter that are written double. The Aleph, if you read the Aleph in Pasuk Bet, Elohai Becha Batahti Al Evosha Al Yaalsu Oibaili. So you have the Aleph is double. Also, the letter Pe. You go to the end of the chapter, you'll see the letter Pe has its own Pasuk. And the last pasuk of the chapter is Elohim et Israel. So the pair is also doubled. And the resh, as we saw in Pasuk Yutet, and the Pasuk before that was Re'e So you have two reshes in a row. So therefore you have the Aleph, the pair, and the Resh. So he says. What does it mean? That when one makes himself like Efer, because this chapter is Mesirut Nefesh. So one of the Mesirut Nefesh is what? You're making yourself as if you are like Avram Abinu. You jumped into the fire for a Kadosh Baruch Hu. That's Anuchi Afar Efer. As a result of making the Mesirut Nefesh, where you are virtually uh, in your Mahshava, Making yourself like Efer, says the Rav, the Efer turns into Pe'er. Pe'er is a crown. It's the same letters. And therefore he says, mm-hmm. So he says, 
What does that mean? V'nitzol migihinam v'nichnas legan Eden. Ochram. He quotes from Nabenu Ari. Some of the advantages of this chapter. Now, uh, honestly speaking, I don't need any other advantage. The fact that it's going to save us from Gehinam, you know, you're getting your money's worth on that chapter. But the Ariza was very generous, and he said, no, the chapter is actually going to do much more for you. And I want to read you some of the benefits of chapter Chafheh. And then, of course, we'll get to some of the main Pesukim to see some of the Hadushim in the text. But before we read this chapter, you have to know you're about to read a... It's a major, if nothing else, at least it'll give us a little more kavanah in the tefillah when we get to that part. We know the Kafahim writes, Kafahim Sofer, that even though we're after the Amidah, when you're saying Le David, you're not allowed to interrupt even for the answering of Kaddish. Even the first five Aminim. That means when you're in Le David, it's like you're in the Amidah. It's such a, you know, a, a, a precious moment that it cannot be interrupted. So he writes, Od Sham, Me'ahavirim, he's quoting from the Rabbeinu Ari, Besod nefilat apayim zokhel ma'alot rabot. Number one, Na'asa b'riya hadasha. He's like, he's born again. Ki'ilu kivar met v'nestalek m'na'olam. Like he was nestalek, the old guy died, and now already you're fresh, you're, you're, you're new. Number two, Notnim lo oz v'ta'asumot Oh, but Olam gives the person strength in order to fight the Yitzhara. Uh, I actually saw this Rabbi Samson Rafael Hirsch in his Perush. Uh, oh, yeah, that's new sefer that came out, Rabbi Hirsch's sefer on Tehilim, uh, Lashon HaKodesh, really a, a treasure. So he writes. At the end of the chapter, it says, "Hatot neurai pasuk zayin, hatot neurai uvshay al tiskor." David Melech is talking, but we're reading it for ourselves. God, don't remember the sins of youth. That's the sins that Lo Alenu person commits before he's married. Uh, person not married, he doesn't have kiddushah. So these are called the sins of hatot neurim, the sins of youth. So we say, Remember there was kindness. Because you're good. God is tov, God is yashar, he's straight. Alken, therefore, puts the sinner on the road. What does it mean that God puts the sinner on the road? So the Lashon of Rav Hirsch over here is. <coughs> Afilu hataim. Now hataim is what sinners hotim shehurgelu kevar. You know, a sin becomes habitual. The more a person commits the sin over and over again, it becomes uh, second nature. Uh, humans are a creature of habit, and therefore, even though he's bebechinat hataim, meaning he's a hote shehurgal, doesn't matter. He, God sees that. Uh, and what? Who yilamed v'yachanech? Afilu hataim b'darich. Hotim shurgelu kevar b'derich hayehem. People that have a destructive lifestyle, even those people. Alken yore hataim. Borei alam gimusi atad shmaya. 
לשון הפרש. השם לא יעזוב שום אדם. God does not abandon anybody. שניתן עדיין ללמדו ולחנכו. בורא עולם, it's not like the teachers today in the schools. In the schools today they tell us, certain kids are teachable and certain kids you can't teach them. Therefore, they're in the principal's office the whole day. The kid sneezes, uh, go out of my class. The kid uh, comes two minutes late, go in the class. Uh, the teachers don't want to have, they don't have patience. I'm not judging them. Uh, classes are big today. And therefore they say, you can't teach certain kids. But the Olam says, nobody, no Jew is not uh, uh, you know, unteachable. Even the one that is uh, drowning in his ta'avot. Bichlal zeh, included in this, he has his nechna. He became uh, subjugated to his ta'avot, which is the ta'ava is ruling him. Uh, today in the vernacular, we call that the addict, the one that has addiction. There's also different types. You know, after a person gets addicted, he's not doing it by mistake anymore. I mean, it might be out of his control in the sense that the addiction is, becomes a sickness, but he knows what he's doing. It's not like he turned on a light by mistake on Shabbat. He knows that he's taking the, the drug or he's doing the destructive behavior. He knows exactly. He's cognizant of what he's doing. That's called mezid. But says the Rav, he's teachable as long as he's not doing it out of anger, as long as he's not doing it out of spite. So long as he's still embarrassed and he has a conscience and he feels bad, and he doesn't take pride in the sin, and he's not a hatsuf, that he derides doing good, and he just scorns the right things, Hashem lo yitosh shum adam. Unbelievable. It's such a, 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 a comforting line of Rav Hirsch. Hashem lo yitosh shum adam. Which means his parents might have written him off. His rabbis might have written him off. His friends might have written him off. Society might have written him off. And they said, this guy over here, he's out. But Borei Olam says, al ken hataim. Those are, those are the guys I teach, the hataim, the ones that are addicted and committed sins over and over again. Borei Olam says, I teach them. I can bring them back. God says, I give him the benefit of that. He's weak. He's not a bad guy. He's not doing it because he wants to rebel. He's weak. He has a weakness. He has a tava. Listen, Olam says, it's not an easy place. As long as God can see in that person's heart that he has a little humility still. He has a little subjugation to God. Very important line here. He recognizes his weakness. Uh, as a rabbi, many people come to me. Uh, I'm not a priest, so they don't have to confess to me uh, you know, on Sunday mornings. But a lot of times as a rabbi, they come to me and they confess their, their weaknesses. That is a tremendous sign. As long as a person recognizes he has a weakness and it bothers him and he wants to overcome it, Hashem lo ya'azbenu. 
Unbelievable. And that's what the next pasuk says, Yedrech anavim bamishpat. That's the key. As long as he still has some humility, and he realizes he's wrong, and he wants to help himself, and he can control himself, and he feels guilt, he's anav. Vilamed anavim darko. God can show the anav the derech. Humovil otam elotam derech. God will guide a person. We call that in Lashona Kodesh, that's Yata Deshmaya. So when you're praying this uh, in the morning, Rabotai, and everybody has their hang-ups, and everybody has their hedgel, everybody has their things that they, their bad habits. So at this point, you're praying for si'ata deshmaya, and you're saying, Bore olam, I'm not a rebel, I'm not doing this lachis, I know I'm wrong, I know it's a mistake. And at that point, he's saying to God, uh, have mercy. And please help me retrieve those nitzotzot. Help me retrieve those you know, uh, uh, sparks of Kiddushah that as a result of my uh, bad behavior might have gotten uh, trapped in the uh, kiliport on the dark side and bring them out for me. Now, Rav Hida on this has a very, very beautiful point. You know, you're asking God to do something that is really uh, against the law. You can't ask God to break the law. You can only ask God to help you if it's within the law. Now, I understand God makes the law so he can, you know, override it. But the Hakamim tell us that God actually keeps the law of the Torah himself. We always say, Ashir Kiddeshanu b'mitzvotav. They're just as much his mitzvot than they are our mitzvot. They're his mitzvot also. He keeps the mitzvot. Ashir Kiddeshanu b'mitzvotav. It's not mitzvotenu. So there's a halakha. That says, Hashabbat Aveda. If there's an item that's lost, we all have a responsibility to make Hashabbat Aveda. So therefore, we're asking God, God, you keep the Torah. Could you do Hashabbat Aveda? These Nitzotzot and Kiddushah are, are lost. And you know where they are. So we're asking you, you know, Hashem Teshivenu, retrieve them for us through our remorse, through our Teshuvah that we just made. We just made Anna in the Tefillah. So we're asking you, God, in the zikut of the Teshuvah, in the remorse, in the Kabbalah la'atid, that we're going to have the, uh, uh, the contrite, the, 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 the resolution that we have for the future. Please go find these nitzotzot for us and put them back, you know, put them back in the puzzle. So what's the problem? God keeps the mitzvot. Hashemat Avedat, it's a big mitzvah. The problem is the law of zaken ve'enu lefi kevodo. There's a halakha that says that a scholar, zaken, zeshekana chokma, scholar, uh, if by committing or by fulfilling hashavat uh, abedah, retrieving the object, it will, it's beneath his dignity that he's exempt. Torah says, of course you have to make hashavat abedah, but you don't have to do it at the expense of your, uh, you know, your dignity. For example, uh, there's a... Uh, a radial tire, uh, you know, in the street. And uh, the hakam is walking by from the kolel, and he sees this uh, tire, must have rolled off uh, the back of somebody's, uh, you know, a car, his pickup truck. And for the tamid hakam, he's going to pick a radial tire, put it over his head, and walk into the shoot to beam now. Everybody's going to take out their phones and take pictures now. The rabbi, he's got a, a donut around his head. 
He looks like a, a, a you know, an auto repair guy. It's not kabot for Achav. Imagine you see Chabot Vajah carrying a, a radial tie in the Shuta Nabim. He'll say, What are you doing, Achav? Put it down. No, Achavat Aveda. Zakim Inul Fiku Wado. A person sees a uh, chicken. Tabir Achav is going to walk around with a chicken in the Shuta Nabim. It's, it's cackling. And so there's certain things that the Torah says if it's Enul Fiku Wado, it's exempt. So Rav Hidas says, you're asking God to make a Shabbat Aveda. From where? Who's holding these nitzot? So it's Sitra Hara. So you're asking God to go to a place that's in on the Fikim or no? <laughs> God can say, listen, Shabbat Aveda, okay, fine. Where do you want me to go? To Jerusalem? To, 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 to Sfat? To the Mikamot Kedushim? Okay, we'll even go to, you know, to Brooklyn, New York. We'll go to Montreal even. Okay, it's not so bad. But where do you want us to go? You want us to go to the Sitra Hara? You want us to go there? You're asking God to do something that can't be given So look at Rav Hida's beautiful lashon. It's in Chomat Anach. This pshat. He says, "Tov v'yashad Hashem." Piresh Arab Morenu Arab Rabbi Hanun Navon Zal. B'mash shekadvo mefarshim. The kiviachol Hashem mekayim a mitzvot. Hashem kifils the mitzvot. V'ashavat aveda who mekayim. These sparks, because of his sins, caused these sparks to get lost. They went into the depth of the mouth of the, you know, the kilipot. What does teshuvah mean, Rabotai? Teshuvah means to return. The reason why we say to return, because you're returning the nitzotzot. That's the real return. Not only when the person returns, it activates a, a deeper return, a returning of so Hashem bin Ahmad Meshiv Aveda. The Baal Shem Tov said, Hashem Tzilecha, God is my shadow. You know, your shadow always copies you. So when you return, so God returns on the other end. You return from your bad ways, and God returns the Nitzotzot that went into the Kedipa. Ach, Rabbi Navon says, Kaim Malan, we have a rule, the Zaken. That if he's a scholar and it's beneath his uh, dignity, he's exempt. It's not clearly uh, from the God's kavod. Uh, the Sitra Ara is like telling Tamir uh, Hakam, there's an Aveda, it's in the garbage dump. Now go into the garbage dump and go bring back that. You don't have to. So how can you ask God to do it? So he says, it's based on Harambam. Harambam in the 11th chapter, in the laws of Gezelah Ba'aveda, in Halakha Yud Zayin, 11.17. Harambam writes like this, you're right, Zaken ve'eno lefi kevodo is patur. However, mi sheholech bederech hatov hayashar, if you want to go in the Tovet the Yashar way, which you want to do the, the right thing. Hey, listen, somebody lost something. So put your kavod on the side. And, uh, you're exempt. We know you're exempt. But just because you're exempt doesn't mean you have to be exempt. Tov Yashar, do the right thing. Be straight. The Zakin has a right to use the Tov Yashar, the good law, the good Samaritan law, we'll call it, the Havdil, and return. So therefore... You can be above the law, even though it's not the fikir vodo. 
So that's what the Pasuk says in this chapter. Tov Yashar Adonai. God is Tov Yashar. Therefore, Alken Yoreh Hataim Badarech. Therefore, He retrieves the Yitzhot of the sinner from the Derech, from the Setra Hara. Why? Because He's Tov Yashar. So therefore, that's, that's an introduction to why we're asking God to do this, uh, this mitzvah <coughs> that technically should be exempt. That's a beautiful explanation. So that's basically what Arav uh, Abu writes <coughs> when he says when you pray this chapter, one of the sigulot that it has is notnim no oz God gives you strength which we all need today in this generation. Basically, when you, when you make that confession to God that it, uh, uh, my, my sins are not coming from a bad place, I have humility, I'm just being controlled by the Yetzirah, and I want to get out, I want to be released. Borei Olam says, Yorei Hataim, Borei Olam will give you a path. It's not for us to know how God's going to release us, and how God's going to find us a path. You just have to pray for Siyadah Deshmaya. We never thought that you could pray for Siyadah Deshmaya. Uh, I once learned that, we were going to one of the Kibret Sadikim, and uh, I learned with a rabbi, Havruta, every day, and I had to call the rabbi and tell him, I'm not going to be here for a few days, I'm going to Kibret Sadikim. Where are you going? We were going to, uh, uh, I think we we're going to Eastern Europe, the Baal Shem Tov, and those great Sadikim. So he says, please uh, take my name, of course, rabbi, take the rabbi's name, uh, and uh, pray, pray for me, yes, rabbi, anything specific, pray that I should be zochet to make teshuvah in my lifetime. Whoa! Uh, that hit me like a, a, a shock. Normally, all that's very good, of course. But pray that I should have to rectify my... Uh, from then I learned you can pray for such a thing. That you should, should give you that you should rectify. And there are douches that even if the person says, but everybody gave up on me already. You should know God doesn't give up on the person. God doesn't give up like the golden words again of Rabbi Hirsch. He says, as long as a person and he recognizes his weakness, Hashem lo ya'azbenu. God will not leave you. On the contrary, Yoreh. Yoreh is milashon moreh. Moreh is to teach. God will guide. Yoreh hataim badarech. He'll give him a, a derech. Thirdly, the chapter is, Tosefet haskel b'Torah u'b'sodoteha. You know everything is understanding. Especially Jews need good brains to understand the sodot of the Torah. This chapter, once one makes the tikkun of the brit, the rectification of the uh, of the nitzotzot that he needs to rectify, then it says he's able to understand the sodot of the Torah. Uh, they learned that uh, from the Pasuk. If you look over here, the Pasuk says, Kol orchot Adonai chesed ve'emet. The ways of God are kind. L'nosre berito ve'edotav. So we're talking about notzer berit. And when one is notzer uh, berit, we're asking God, L'ma'an shemcha Hashem, for your sake, v'salachta l'avoni ki rabhu. It's a big sin. We're asking forgiveness. And then we come along and say, Sod Hashem Nire'av. Once when we have forgiveness, Sod Hashem Nire'av. Then already God opens our eyes 
Gal enai ve'abita neflom etoratecha. So if a person really wants to be zochet to see the wisdom of the Torah, this chapter is very important. And the, 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 the theme of the chapter, again, is tikkun of the, of the hata'im. Number four, he says, zochet letosefet debekut bekono. Okay? Zochet debekut. He'll feel attached. Uh, the poskim bring this down, or the mefarshim bring this down. People do mitzvot, they don't feel anything. They don't feel the attachment that it's supposed to. They don't feel the sweetness. Uh, this chapter, by reading it and making the tikkun, uh, a person starts to starts to feel the uh, you know when there's when there's bitterness, so everything tastes bitter. So when one makes a tikkun on his neshama. So you get rid of the bitterness, and then already you can start to taste the sweetness of the mitzvot. What else does it do? What else it does is, enhet ba'al yado. It says the sin will not come to you. But it will protect you from sin. And if a sin does come to you, you'll merit to get a small amount of affliction in this world so you don't have to worry about it in Olam Abba. Interesting. And lastly, guess when he dies, right away they're going to tell him Shalom. It seems that they don't tell you Shalom in heaven until after the seven days. First seven days, nobody gets a shalom. Unless somebody was mechavin in this chapter properly and fulfilled it, then already uh, he benefits. So he says, I'll go a little further in his words over here. Aha. Uh-huh. So he says here, Elecha Adonai Nafshi Esa. Now let's say something deep here now. The Shem that we mentioned in the beginning of this chapter is Yud Kevavke. Elecha Hashem. When we bring a sacrifice, we also call the sacrifice Korban Lahashem. Korban Liyud Kevavke. What does that mean? Stretch your brains for a second, Rabotai. Yudke Vavke is the letters of Hashem. In order, Yudke Vavke. And imagine that the Yud is the highest letter, and then the He is beneath it, the Vav is beneath it, and the He is beneath it. It's pipes. These are all Tzinorot. The letters are like pipes. And the Shefa comes from the top of the Yud, into the Yud, into the He, into the Vav, into the He. It's basically, we would call them Olamot. The Yud is the highest word called Asilut. And then the He is Biriyah, then the lower world, Yitzirah, and then the final here is where we are. That's Asiyah. And basically, as long as the letters are connected, so the pipes are connected, so you don't, you don't need to call the plumber, the Shefa will come down from the upper worlds, which basically is what we do in the Amidah. We're asking God to send down the Shefa, but if the pipes are not uh, are positioned correctly, the Shefa is going to fall on the floor. It's, it's going to get leaked out. So therefore... In the olden days, they would bring a korban lahashem. What is korban lahashem? Korban is lekarev. Lahashem the yud kevavke. 
the Korban brings close the letters of Yud Kevavke, which means it realigns it. We, we don't imagine when a person sins, you're separating the Yud Kevavke, you're separating the letters. Separating the letters. Hasbe Shalom. That's why, for example, when the Sota commits her sin, we erase the letters of Hashem, because that's what she did. That's what everybody does at the time of... Uh, imagine somebody sees the coin erasing the name of Hashem. Hey, what are you doing? Why don't you do that every day, God forbid, when you make a sin? You're erasing the names of the letters of Hashem. The letters become pagum. So therefore, a korban puts the letters back together again. So he says, Uchmo segulata korban. Just like the korban is mekarev. Kak segulata tefila. Well, tefila is instead of korbanot today. Today we don't have animals, we have lip service. Today we have Torah. You don't need an Ola. You don't need an Ola. You have Torah. Through Tefillah, the letters of Hashem come back together again. <coughs> We are putting back the olamot. You know, when we pray, <clears throat> let me tell you a secret in the way that tefillah works. In tefillah, we actually start from our world, asiyah, and slowly, slowly we get to the amidah, which is asilut. So basically, imagine what's happening like this. For those that pray from the beginning, some people skip the beginning. They just, the first 25 pages, they skip. That's what it's there for, for skipping. But for those that say it, so actually, the first 25 pages until Baruch She'amad is Nolama Asiyah. So you're putting the closest pipe, the He. And then when you stop Baruch She'amad, you're moving up one level to Yitzirah. That is the Vav. Then when you get to Birkat Yotzer and Shema, you're in Biri'ah. That's the He, the first He of Hashem's name. And then when you get to the Amidah, that's the Yud. So therefore, you're actually connecting the pipes through tefillah, which is like a korban. Whatever the korban the Hashem does, tefillah has the same thing. Incidentally, the word tefillah, as you know, means to bind, to attach. Like tefillin, it's called tefillin because we bind it. What are you binding? You're binding the otiyot. You're binding the olamot. If the olamot have gaps between them, so then the shefa is not able to flow, flow correctly. After we finish the Amidah, you have to mechaven So he says, that's what we say in Tehidim, we'll get to it at the end. Karov Adonai Lechol Koreav. Which means, whoever calls out to God, Karov Hashem. He causes Hashem to be Karov, the letters to be Karov. He's mitkarev, the otiyot. another mitzvah that does that, by the way, is Sedakah. When you give Sedakah also, it puts the letters, that's what Ustakat Tatsilmi Mavit. So he says, Vezesh she'amar, Elecha Hashem, Kevan she'al yedet teshuvati, Uma'asim tovim, Now I'm making, I just made teshuvah, I said, Anna, Therefore, Elecha Hashem, Elecha Yud Kevavke. I now am presenting the Yud Kevavke correctly. And as a result of that, Elecha Nafshi Esa. 
which means you should forgive me. You should give me a uh, give me give me a second chance. So and now all the tefillot that you made in the amidah, now you the pipes are in order. All that shefa can come down at the end of the tefillah. So it's a great um, it's a great mizmor. Uh, again, we don't make the nifilat uh, paim today because we're scared we might not have the right kavanot and. You know, if we have the wrong cover, it can be detrimental. So we just read it. But again, one should really uh, say this uh, chapter with as much kavanah as he has. Uh, maybe we'll just say one more word on the um, on one of the pesukim over here. Uh, so the pasuk will read and say one dirash on it. But at least now we know the the purpose of this chapter is to retrieve Nitzotzot to the original place. In the beginning of the chapter, it says, Elohai Batahti. God, I trust you. Al Evosha. Please, don't embarrass me. Al Ya'altsu Oibayli. Don't let my enemies rejoice. According to the Kabbalah, the enemies of the other Nitzotzot, the Asitra Don't let the Asitra rejoice by holding those Nitzotzot. I trust you. I'm not a bad guy. Don't, don't, don't shame me. Don't let the enemy say, oh, they need some sword. I'm holding them. You're not getting them back. Retrieve them. So now, uh, I saw brought down one of the sefarim from the Midrash, they say, that there was a mashal, or Maaseh brought down. There was a king in uh, Caesarea. And uh, he was a good king. He was a good king. He was a tzaddik. But he made a gezerah that nobody could leave their house at night. And anybody that is caught in the street, a curfew, anybody that leaves their house at night is going to get uh, malkut and they're going to put him in court. Anyway, a guy came from a different city. He didn't know about the curfew. He's walking in the middle of the night. Uh, the cops catch up to him and say, hey, what are you doing over there? And they're about to beat him up. He says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a friend of the king. I'm, I'm uh, related. I'm, I'm, I'm a family to the king. Oh, my Allah, we didn't know you're a family to the king. Okay, they bring him to a hotel. They give him a room. The next day, the police bring him to the king. And they say, this is, uh, you know, we saw one of your family members. Now, he, he's not a family member, really. <laughs> so the king says, what do you mean? You're he tells everybody, go away. What do you mean family member? I, don't, I never saw you before. He said, do me a favor, my dear king. He says, I was in trouble. They wanted to beat me up. They wanted to kill me. So I said, I can only trust the king. Uh, please don't embarrass me and tell, tell them that, that I'm not your relative. You're a merciful king. Please go along with it and, and, and make, make, make it as if we're, we're relative. In any event, uh, the Midrash goes on to say that the king was filled with mercy. And the king called them back in and said, yes, it's good that you left them alone. This is my... And he said, oh, thank you, king. You didn't embarrass me. The same thing David Amalek says over here. God, I trust you. Even though sometimes we don't act like we trust you. We don't act like we're related to the king. But ultimately, we, we trust you. And therefore, don't embarrass me. Don't say, oh, he's not related to me. No, he's not my son. No, he doesn't. Don't let the enemies rejoice. Therefore, we ask Hashem that deep down we have a, 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 a connection. Like it says, I'm Kirovo. 
I'm Kirovo, we're related to God. Mamash, we have a, 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 a Kirba. Like it says in the Pasuk, unless we Perasha, Velo Naham Elohim Derech Elis Pedishtim. God did not want to bring us when we came out of Egypt to the Pedishtim area. Why? Kikarovu. Because we're related to God. That's the way the Dazikini makes it. Kikarovu. God doesn't want to do anything that's harmful to his relative. Kikarovu. <laughs> we're related to Kadush Baruchu. Mintam Kirba. And that's the. Uh, expression that we're trying to give. Ultimately, the chapter ends by saying, Pede Elohim it Israel mekol sarotav. That we ask God to give us a redemption from all the tsarot. Uh, all the tsarot obviously are rede- redeemed when there's going to be the ultimate tikkun of all the final nitzotzot. And therefore, at that moment over there, Pedut Shalach Le'amor, there's going to be a, a redemption. Like it says, and he will bring the redemption, and then we'll have a geula and a pedut mikot sarota from all our not only personal troubles and personal uh, difficulties, but our national and uh, uh, klaliut ones as well. Amen. Thank you. My pleasure. Have a great day. Rabbi, on Friday, what time you started in the morning? In the morning, I'm in the shul at about 5 a.m. No, 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 I mean lecture. Oh, lectures? I don't know, about 9 o'clock? Yeah, but uh, last week I didn't hear you at all. And on a Wednesday or on a Friday, I could not listen to you because I don't know what happened. My apologies. This is Malka. God bless all of you. My apologies. <laughs> okay, Bizarra Shem, Friday, 9 o'clock. Yes? I hope so. I hope so. Thank you. God bless all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank